Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the podcast that surrounds itself with the greatest support people on earth so that no matter what Everett or I want to do that CD or underhanded, or downright illegal, there's always someone around to not do what we ask them to do that's seedy or illegal, and save us from ourselves. And that's why the podcast has been around and keeps going week after week. Speaking of which, I have someone with me who keeps going week after week after week. It's the greatest co-host in the history of podcasting. It's Mr. Everett Farnell. Oh, Steve, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that because just the other day I was telling our tech guy to release a virus uh, <laughs> and, and hit, hit Rogan's podcast with it. Hit um, every other know, podcast there is. Pain in the ass, and son of a bitch if the kid didn't say, no, I, I, I'm not going to do that, Mr. Farnell. And Farnell, please don't ask me to do that because if you do, I'm going to have to quit. And so I relented and took his advice and didn't do it. But now we're going to find another way to handle Rogan, I guess. Well, and see, uh, as usual, we make a little joke there, dear listener, but that's the lesson learned this week from Donald Trump is what the gist of the Mueller report is. The Mueller report just released, if you're listening back in the archives, we're recording this, just after the Mueller report gets released. And to me, the bottom line of the Mueller report, which, of course, I read zero pages, zero paragraphs, and zero words of, because I couldn't give a crap about the whole ridiculous thing, other than the entertainment value, which is tremendous. But I did see some interview with somebody who said, hey, Mueller outlined, I mean, first of all, the Russian collude, everyone knew that was nonsense right off the bat. But then they said, hey, even though this is a fake crime, this Russian collusion thing that we know Trump didn't do, if we accuse him of it, then like putting a rat in a maze, let's watch him flail around trying to get out of it, and let's see if he does anything that we can catch him on that we'll call obstruction of justice, and that will actually be a problem. And according to people that read the thing, or had someone read it for him, whatever the reporting was, that this Mueller report outlined 11 different instances where Trump directed somebody to obstruct the Mueller investigation. However, all 11 times, the person did not carry out Trump's order and therefore no obstruction of justice. So the lesson learned from that, dear listener, if you ask me, is to make sure, like Trump, you surround yourself with the right people. So even if you're tempted, you're wrongly accused, something is going on that you clearly are not guilty of and didn't do whatever, so you ask someone to say a little white lie for you and say, like, you know, blah, 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 can you just do this for me? Because coming from me, no one will believe it, but if it comes from you, that'll help. And someone's watching every step you take and subpoenaing everyone you know and interviewing and grilling everybody of all time, the good news is hopefully the person doesn't do it. And then like Donald Trump, 
he doesn't get caught because he can't be guilty of attempted obstruction. That's not a crime, like attempted murder is. Attempted obstruction, not a crime. So Trump attempted to obstruct the investigation 11 times, things like telling the White House lawyer to fire Mueller. Well, then the White House lawyer said, yeah, but I'm not going to do that. That'll seem bad. That'll seem like when Nixon fired Archibald Cox, like I'm not going to do that. And then he asked somebody else to do something else. He said, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So two lessons, I guess, right there. Number one is don't do something bad yourself. Make sure you direct somebody else to do it, like any good crime boss does, right? They never get actually the godfather himself for the murders. He always tells the hitman and the underlings to go do all the crimes. And so exactly. Trump is telling, that's number one lesson, he's telling his underlings to do all these crimes. But how he got off was none of them did it, which must have been so unbelievably frustrating to the incredibly anti-Trump Mueller and his band of anti-Trumpers who spent two years and millions of dollars and all these subpoenas and interviews and time and money and effort and whatever and could never catch the Teflon Donald Trump because he asked people <laughs> to obstruct and they said no. And that's the lesson learned from Donald Trump this week. Has, has anything like that ever happened to you in business, Everett? Well, you've you got to keep the right people around you. There's no doubt about it. So, for example, when I was in the roofing business, one of the reasons I bought into the company that I bought into, because remember, I didn't start the company. I bought into an existing company. But one of the reasons I did that was because I knew the license holder here in Florida was very good at dealing with the code enforcement people. And I got news for you. Dealing with code enforcement people, it can be easy as pie or it can be like crawling across broken glass. Maybe. Well, sure. A lot of politics. So you've got to have a good reputation and you've got to be good talking with them. And by the way, a good reputation doesn't necessarily come because you don't get flagged, right? You can get a card. You can get a yellow card on a regular basis, depending on how much business you're doing. You can get a regular a yellow card on a regular basis and still have a great reputation. Like the inspectors understand that you have crews out there doing the work and that sometimes the crews get a little lazy. And as long as you fix it up and take care of it, but if they're coming out there and they're finding obvious negligence or if you're a complete asshole every time you talk with them, you can get a bad reputation. As a matter of fact, you can do stellar work and have a bad reputation at the code inspector office and running your business can be a nightmare. So one of the reasons that I bought into that company was because I knew that that particular guy was really good at handling code inspector people. So we didn't do anything that would have landed us in legal trouble, certainly as far as dealing with the code inspector, but just in general, we didn't do anything that would land us in legal trouble. But that said, well, I have. having that- I have, episode, I have examples where I have. For instance, I had a, uh, my door-to-door -door sales business, which is, of course, an all-cash business. So lots of temptation to fudge on the taxes. Sure. It's all cash. And all independent contractors coming in buying stuff out of my warehouse. And so all kinds of, if I didn't take the right inventory and do this and whatever, and then all business owners, nine to five worker slobs, slave mentality people that think for some reason every April 15th, they like getting back a tax refund, which means they're so brainless that they enjoy the fact that they loaned their money to the federal government interest-free for a year, and then finally the government decided to give it back to them. Like, hello, but for business owners or any normal human that understands wealth or money or anything about it, we got to pay taxes every April 15th. And I'm telling you, stroking that check, I'm not alone. I'm sure every listener understands that's a painful thing to do, especially when we think about where it goes and how much graft and corruption and waste it's going to and all kinds of crap. So I was tempted, of course, to fudge some things and do it. And the good news is I had a great accountant. 
And I remember her tamping me back a whole bunch of times going, look, no, just no, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm not going to sign the return. You'll do the return on your own if you're going to do that because I'm not doing it. And then when you get audited, good luck. Okay, she talked me out of it. She wouldn't do it. I also had that happen with attorneys. In fact, I can tell you that I had a conversation yesterday with an attorney I'm dealing with, and I told my beautiful wife, Michelle, I said, honey, talk to the attorney today. Actually, it was the paralegal, which is half the price, so that's always good to talk to the paralegal instead of the attorney. I just said, talk to the attorney today, and the great news is the conversation went great. They sent me over all the paperwork that they did a great job, and everything that I told them I want, and I want them to go after the other side for, they didn't say no to any of it. And that is a rarity in my life. Almost always, when I ask a lawyer and say, look, I want you to go after him for this, they wronged me in this way, the lawyer almost always says, yeah, no, you can't, you know, they're going to get away with that. I mean, I know you were wrong by it, but, the, you know, you can't do that. You're not going to be able to block. And this one actually said, hey, yeah, I've heard that lie before. And I said, yeah, and then they said this, and they tried, oh, yeah, people will lie about it. I'm like, holy crap, she was on my side about everything. Very rare. Most lawyers are not on my side about everything because I want, 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 just like Trump wanted, wanted, wanted to be exonerated from this bogus Russian collusion nonsense hoax witch hunt, whatever you want to call the thing. And he wanted that out of the way so he could go get some stuff done and have a reputation and not be under investigation in that whole cloud. And yet every time he directed someone to do something, they pushed back and they said, yeah, I'm just not doing it. And so that's happened to me also. Lawyers have said, yeah, no, don't do that. Accountants have said, yeah, no, don't do that. I've had sales managers, the same thing when I was selling. I said, you know, if you just tell them this and why don't we tell them that? And the sales manager go, yeah, look, do me a favor. Uh, you can't do that. If you do that, I'm going to have to let you go. You can't do that. You can't say that. Okay. And I've had suppliers do the same thing. I remember once I was doing sales at a, a law firm and the lawyer all the time, the head lawyer would come and grab me and bring me into his office and go, look, you're over promising. You can't tell him we're going to do this because I don't know if I can do that. And you can kind of tell him in a manufacturing company, I'll get that to you by Tuesday. And then if it gets by Wednesday, everything's okay. He goes, you can't do that in the legal world. If you over promise them, I'm on the hook. I got a board of ethics and a code of ethics and a whatever and this and that. So I had to tamp down things I know work in sales just so I could get compliance. I know the same thing happened when I worked in a boiler room doing sales, selling stocks. Every call was recorded and the things we could and could not say. And we knew there were certain things we could say to make the sale, but compliance was on our back and say, no, you can't do that. And I know that's happened to you, Everett, in the world of compliance where you will want to say something, but then someone's going to say, you just can't do that. You just can't say that. It happened to me the first few times I wrote for compliance sensitive clients, but once I understood kind of the parameters that they're looking for, it happens much less. But I still push the envelope as hard as I can. I always get some pushback against it with compliance. Yes, absolutely. For me, because that's their job. They're compliant. That's that's why you hire them, because otherwise, you, your salespeople, anyone else might be susceptible to being results oriented. We're entrepreneurs, we're results oriented. Donald Trump, the ultimate results oriented person, he just wants to get the job done. Promises made, promises kept, blah, blah, blah. He wants to get the job done and he's going to have a tendency like we all do to want to cut a few corners and the good news is if Trump says, you know, we got to come under budget here, why don't you put in some stuff that's not really the code? 
he has a project manager in that building that says, yeah, I'm not doing that. I am not putting in less insulation or less whatever that's under code here. And so we all need that. That's the lesson learned from the Mueller report and Donald Trump. These guys investigated him ad nauseum for three years and at the end can't get him, even though if Trump was on his own, he would have obstructed justice, therefore committed a crime 11 different times, at least. Well, I shouldn't say at least. I can't believe there's anything else they don't know of. They know everything and they couldn't get the guy. And the bottom line is because he surrounded himself with the right people. Right, exactly. Now, Steve, where can they go to get the advanced tip this week? That's a great question because I almost found myself getting into it, but we have an even more powerful advanced tip as we always do this week. And for that, as always, just go right over to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and get the advanced tip of the week and make sure you implement this in this business because we're all results-oriented and we all have a tendency to want to do some things that might be cutting a few corners and might be against the rules. And the good news is is like Donald Trump, you surround yourself with the right people and they save you from yourself. And then we can get back to doing what we do best, which is building our business and serving people and doing it the right way. But once in a while, we need to be reined in. But always, not once in a while, always, you need to go over to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and get the advanced tip. And you need to be back here again next week for another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time, unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.